Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. It's going down right here. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today on a football Friday. We got Dane Martinez and Mike Blewett here. Getting you ready for everything you need in week nine. To get ready to win your leagues and win that cash, Dane Martinez and Mike Blewett, we will look back on Thursday Night Football. We will make our picks and plays, and we'll chat it up about everything you need, all the injury notes, all the analysis you need to get yourself ready to get a W in Week 9. Mike, how you doing on this Friday? What's up, man? Sorry, seconds late uh, to the start That's of the show. My fault. It's just a miscalculation. So, um, how about that? Niners covered? That was yeah. a... That was some game last night, boy. Uh, I switched my pick really from San Francisco. I, I switched my pick from San Francisco to Oakland with the move of the Nick with the Nick Mullins news that broke. I was like, "Oh, Nick Mullins ain't beating anybody." And I switched my pick from San Francisco to Oakland at about oh oh during a commercial break of fantasy freestyle last night. Yeah, I would not have done that. Uh, I don't trust the Raiders at all. Uh, but I, I can't really criticize because nobody even really knew who Nick Mullins was 48 hours ago. But they do now. Joe Montana couldn't do it. Steve Young couldn't do it. Uh, but Nick Young uh, dominated last night. He was great. Uh, he had just a really great performance. Uh, it's like uh, one of those really cool NFL moments. And... Uh, while most coaches subscribe to the theory that you shouldn't bench your starter due to injury, I think mm. they should bench their starter. I think Beathard uh, moves into second place. He hasn't played a game like that in his NFL life, and he comes out last night, Nick Mullins does, in his first game, and he tears the place apart. Now, I will say, I'll qualify it by saying, I don't know that I've seen as bad a performance by an NFL team. I yeah. definitely haven't seen one this year. I don't know that I saw one last year or the year before either. They put a stamp on it last night, and they came up about 50 trades short on the deadline on Tuesday. I'd get rid of everything mm-hmm. after last night's performance. Uh, I thought it was embarrassing. I thought Gruden looks like a joke. He's arguing with coaches, and nobody knows what's going on. After they get gashed for the huge Raheem Mostert touchdown run, which was a 52-yard run, uh, they come out. They, they, nobody really wanted to tackle him. Nobody made an effort to tackle him. And as they came out for the extra point, only 10 guys were out there. So it was just uh, a perfect cherry on top of the uh, garbage Sunday. And uh, I can't imagine what's going on in that locker room right now. If you're a veteran player, I think you're just making business decisions. Now. Yep. And I, I'm not critical uh, of it necessarily. It, it's a bad look because there's clearly guys not giving effort. Uh, that's always going to be a problem with fans, regardless of what your record is. And there's guys out there on that run that I'm talking about that did not try to tackle him. 
Absolutely. I completely agree with you. I said the same thing. I even used the same term, business decisions, um, last hour with George Kurtz. You know, I mean, listen, we've been saying for the last week that I've been saying, like, you know, John Gruden doesn't care about the Oakland fan base. John Gruden doesn't care about the Oakland veterans. He cares about the assets he might have and the position he's in as they move to Vegas, right? And so, you know, to be honest, this could have been something of like a protest vote by the players, you know, like we ain't going to give any effort, you know, and the business decisions, as you mentioned, I don't think it's good in the NFL because now there's still that's still on film, you know, but to your other point about Nick Mullins and can he, you know, can we ride him out next week? Uh, Blue, it don't look now. But the next team on the 49ers schedule is another team that may be making business decisions against whoever they're playing. Their, their next game after 10 or 11 days is Monday night against the New York Giants. So maybe Mullins can uh, keep the run going. Interesting. That won't be an easy game for him to go all the way across the country on the road, but it helps that it's a night game. Yeah, but how so. much effort are the Giants putting in? And they just don't, they just lost Snacks Harrison and Eli Apple. We're going to find out, my friend. We're going to find <laughs> out here on Sunday and in, in the, in the weeks to come. But yeah. uh, I've been critical of Derek Carr. I do not blame him for last night. Oh, uh, no. Offensive he was under pressure the whole mess. time, yeah. 16 of 22 for 171. He got sacked seven times. They gave up eight sacks on the game. McCarron even tried for a little right. fourth and one sneak and inches, and they couldn't. They couldn't blow anybody. They couldn't blow a high school defensive line off the ball last night. I just don't think they cared. I really, I, I really don't. Uh, I'm sure some of those players would be offended by people saying that, but I, I, I'm almost like I said. People are always going to be critical of a lack of effort, but I almost can't blame them for being confused as to what's going on. Every guy there, all of them know that they're not going to be there in two years. Carr is the only one that can hold out a shred of hope. Like, ah, maybe I'll be here for Vegas. But the way it's looking, it's not looking that good. I, I suppose I give them some ounce of credit for having five first-round draft picks in the next two years. but And it may even be more. Think about this. If they have that good. number one or number yeah. two overall pick and they do believe Derek Carr is their guy, then they let Miami or Tampa or the Giants sure. or anybody else trade up and they keep on stockpiling, right? Yeah, it could be. Absolutely. Um, so I'll have to, you know, we'll have to see out the plan. The plan is in sure. phase one right now. So uh, while I am not a believer... Uh, you have to understand at this point that it's a complete teardown project. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when he made that decision. You know, I'd, I'd be curious of that. When they made the decision to, to tear it down, <laughs> you know, they'll probably say. Uh, After the max trade, I would think. I think they botched the max trade and realized then the position they were in and well, then I, knew they had to go one direction. How do you suspect that they botched it, that they made the trade in the first place or that they didn't get enough? I mean, they got a lot for him. Yeah, but they also um, they, sent, uh, they sent picks back. They sent too. a pick also back. They sent like a second round pick back. Yeah, you know, and I think they botched it in terms of kind of the PR mess of it all. Things okay. like Gruden then saying like, "Hey, it's hard to find a pass rusher," you know, that sort of stuff. And then they already, you know, kind of had chosen their fork in the road. And I think Amari Cooper was just another step after they had to go down that path. Then they had to go in full on tank mode. Yeah, so I really shouldn't be burying the lead. The, the lead of the, of the game last night was Nick Mullins. Like he, sure. he really was awesome. Sixteen to twenty-two, two sixty-two, and three touchdowns. Guy had over a one hundred and fifty rating. So I give him a lot of credit for playing that way. He was put in. Obviously, he was on notice probably a few days ago, but 
Uh, they didn't make the call until yesterday that he was in, and he performed really well. Uh, he got all kinds of hundreds of text messages and a call from Brett Favre. They went to the same college, Southern Miss. Right. So uh, I think a very cool moment for him. That really is the story of the game. But uh, for me, being you know being in an analyst chair in, mm-hmm. in this regard, I, I just thought it was an extremely poor performance by the Raiders, easily the worst one I saw uh, this year. So um, that's the deal. As far as skill positions are concerned, uh, we can go through it. Mostert gets the really long touchdown run, seven carries for 86 yards. Matt Breida, not much to speak of, 12 for 44. Uh, Alfred Morris, 7 for 13. Uh, George Kittle, with that big catch and run, saved my bacon, 4 for 108, and he gets the score right after it. I made a huge error last night. As I was going through my lineups, and I was even saying to people, this is going to really hurt Marquise Goodwin, but I think you should stick with George Kittle. I tweeted it out to a bunch of people last night. As I was going through my lineups, I don't know how I did this um, in my Scott Fishbowl lineup, but left Marquise Goodwin in. So literally just a user error situation. I was benching him specifically for Josh Gordon this week, uh, and I just missed it. So, you know, seven teams going through the lineups multiple times. I I think I just, uh, you know, failed to click a button. So Marquise Goodwin, disappointing. If you played him, I thought it was a good idea to sit him. Uh, He was only one catch for 11 yards. Uh, Kittle really the only one. That's the irony of it. Pierre Garçon, three for 56 and a touchdown. It, Mellons didn't really throw the ball that much. Right. He only completed 16 passes. So the only guys you got anything out of are George Kittle, who I suspect many people played, and Pierre Garçon, who I suspect many people didn't play because Garçon <coughs> excuse me, has had injuries. And it was a Thursday right. night game. The thought process maybe that he's not 100% healthy. Right. Okay. Um, so, so let me ask you this also, uh, Blewett, you know, because I think, uh, I think you're right in terms of uh, not worrying much about the Niners and the Raiders being the story. I want to ask you what? if we stream defenses against the Raiders moving forward. Why don't forward, we come back and talk about it right after yeah, this? Yeah, sounds good. DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. We are back on FST. It's Football Friday. Excited to be here with you all. Sorry about the sound poor sound quality before, but we got it fixed. If you're hitting us up on Twitter, do so today at FNTSY Radio. I'm at Mike Blewett. Dane is at Spit and Speeds. And if you're listening on TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, the Fantasy Sports Radio app, and any terrestrial radio stations across the country, thank you very much. We do appreciate you listening. And before we get back to that game and the update on Raheem Mostert's injury, which is season-ending, I think it's safe to say. Yep. If you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports but are sick of dealing with pros, using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries, try the Props Builder tool at mybookie.ag. So forget having to create multiple lineups and ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches and avoid experts winning 90% of the money. 
Just invest in the players that you want without salary caps. And if you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, you can receive a 50% deposit bonus, Dane Martinez. Yeah, buddy! No more dealing with late lineup scratches. No experts to compete against. Just you and the prop that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag, enter promo code FNTSY upon sign up, and choose your matchups using the Props Builder tool. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. You know, your buddy James beat yeah. in one of our leagues. Yeah, but I have to text him about it this week. Yeah, he. Uh, I needed that one to keep Sorry. racing ahead. I would have been seven and uh, how many weeks were we through? Yeah, I think I would have been yeah. seven and one nice. off of that one, but uh, was not to be. He, you could be happy that I out. beat him by a fraction of a point a couple of weeks ago in my league where I'm seven and one in our long-term dynasty. Yeah, I, 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 he squeaked it out against me. Um, so I'm 6-2. and two. It looks like I'm in third place due to points scored. I have not scored a lot of points in this league. So, And I, I have the least points against. So mm. I would concede that maybe I've lucky. had a couple of lucky wins in here. But uh, my scoring has been really all over the map. I've had some really big weeks justifying how good my team is. And I've had some clunkers saying that maybe I needed to make some changes. It's it's a pretty good team overall. It's Matt Ryan, Chris McCaffrey. Uh, it's a Dalvin Cook team and a Sony Michelle team, both. Right. So I'm currently hampered by these injuries. But uh, Zach Ertz, tight end. Cortland Sutton I, I just picked up with Juju Smith-Schuster and Philip Lindsay. This is not my best week. Tariq Cohen, though, has been helping me out. So Absolutely. Pretty good team in general, uh, but it's been a really a roller coaster ride. And that game the other day, uh, he took me out. It's really the main. Re- I mean, he got a very bad performance out of Drew Brees from a fantasy perspective. Right. So uh, I can't really complain. That the real big difference for me is that I played Geronimo Allison over Larry Fitzgerald. Now I looked at the numbers going into the game, and I made that decision clear headed and. That was the decision I made. So process over results and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But it did cost me 20 points, which would have clear, easily gotten me the win. So uh, kudos to your friend, James. But cool. uh, back to the Raheem Mostert injury. I did not see it. Uh, I will probably go back and watch it. I'm not one of those people that gets all that queasy about So If there's blood involved, I'm out. But no, it wasn't a, blood. It was just like, you know. If it's a injury, I can yeah. watch it. I turn, I turn the game off. Totally. I mean, just full disclosure. Once McCarron tried to get that first down, and he didn't. Right. It was 34-3. There's five minutes left. I knew the clock was just going to wind down, and nobody was really going to see it. There was a D.C. Back. United versus Columbus crew playoff shootout going on at the same time, too, by the way. I was fading fast <laughs> at that point. So I I hightailed. I, I, I probably fell asleep on the couch, uh, gotcha. which is normally what happens when I'm watching a, a nah, It was game, a gruesome but. injury. The arm is not supposed to bend that way. It was one, you know it's serious where like players on both teams right after the play hop up and start alerting the training staff to come out there. Shanahan has already said, obviously, he's probably going to miss the rest of the year. So that'll leave Brita and Alf Morris there in San Francisco. So there you go. That uh, clarifies it. Uh, for us uh, going forward. So uh, I don't think anything else we need to talk about regarding that game. Uh, we're obviously going to do our picks in the third segment. The last question. Uh, I do have one question for you, yeah, and I up? tried to get it out of the break. Are you streaming defenses against the Raiders from here on out? I think it's an absolute option, yeah. Yeah. I think you could. I think it would be interesting, too, if uh, Mullins has a come-back-to-earth kind of game, too. It's, mm. it, 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 you, you pointed out, though, it's against the Giants. 
I don't know. It's, it's, it's not like they're equipped right dynamic. now to punch anybody in the mouth, you know? At some point, that's going to happen, but right. uh, I'm curious when that will be. In fact, well, let's take a look at their next few games. Uh, uh, do you think that he should be in instead of Bethard? Like, why yes. put Bethard back in? Exactly. Yeah, why not? You know what Bethard is, right? And this point, yeah. to be honest, here's the thing. You know Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo is your quarterback, right? Yeah. The, the, the Niners have won, what, now two games, okay? They're not contending. They're not anything. You know Jimmy Garoppolo is your quarterback. You gave the man, what, like 130 million dollars right best case scenario here mullins becomes a a number two that you feel good about right that you feel comfortable with next year or he becomes an asset that you could leverage in the offseason if there's you know a quarterback hungry team out there that wants him for some reason you know so i think you know that C.J. Beathard is not those things he's not an asset he's not a number two you feel comfortable with so go ahead with nick mullins why not I think you just play him at least against the Giants because they're going into a bye week after that, and you can make the excuse that we're trying to get Beathard 100% healthy. Right. Uh, while Nick Mullins will take quarterback against the Giants while C.J. Um, rebounds from his wrist injury. And then in and out of the bye week, you can see what happens. After yeah, their bye week, they're at Tampa, at Seattle, Denver, Seattle, Chicago, at L.A. So not a couple hard. of winnable games in there, but, you know, playing the Rams. Playing the Rams on actually that might be the Rams might be in full punt mode, on and they're going to be rest. That's week seventeen, right? Uh huh. That I mean, yes, here's the thing though: people are asking me about that. I have people asking me that they're worried about Todd Gurley because they think the Rams right. are even going to be doing that so early, like in weeks fifteen and fifteen like benching Gurley, resting him. And I'm telling them the Rams may have the division locked up, but what you need is the Saints to be competitive, you know, because they still have something to play for. Maybe week 17 they rest, but a lot of people are asking me worried about Gurley resting in week 16 also, and I just think that's far-fetched. Yeah, I mean, it's just people being nervous. I understand why you would be, but I can tell you that this weekend is the first time two NFC teams face off against one another with six-game win streaks. Concurrent six-game win streaks since 1973. Wow. So this is a pretty rare occurrence that the Rams will be playing the Saints uh, both on six-game win streaks. Uh, way too early to worry about that. They could be. T- it could be in the, the eight and one Rams versus the seven. It could be the eight no. Excuse me. Eight and one Rams and the mm-hmm. seven and one Saints after right. this weekend. So I don't think you can worry about Todd Gurley getting benched in Week 15 right now. Will they want to manage his touches? Maybe. But right now, they don't have a big lead in the NFC. They just don't. They're the best team, yeah. But they're, one, you know, they're a game. They may be up. the two seed come Monday. That's right. So, uh, okay. So let's talk about some of the other games. We'll uh, just kind of go rapid fire. We did, uh, we did Steelers-Ravens yesterday. We uh, Bears-Bills. So taking a look at some of these spreads while we're talking about it. Uh, Bears Bills. That one is one o'clock in Buffalo on Sunday. Thirty-seven and a half is the. You know, by the way, so obviously the Niners covered, and we go under last night. Went correct? under, yeah, yeah, yeah. So by a touchdown. Uh, so Buffalo Chicago thirty-seven and a half. Bears laying ten on the road. I still always think, as bad as the Bills are, I still yep. always think that laying ten. Uh, as a road favorite is way too many. So uh, get out your Tariq Cohen starts. Get out your – got to monitor Allen Robinson and Khalil Mack and some of these other injuries. But I think Tariq Cohen is the one guy I'm looking for this week that could be effective. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I like Tariq Cohen in this matchup. He's been, you know, in PPR formats, he's been as high as, I think, running back like 13 so far this season. I agree with you. Listen, I had Buffalo plus 13 and a half last week with New England. I would, if gun to my head, I think double digits home dogs um, are, as you know, something that I would like to lay lay with. But I'm staying away from this game. You know, I'm, I, I'm Nate Peterman under center. The Bears bring in heat. I'm just staying away from this game, this over under at 37 or 37 and a half is interesting to me. You're saying uh, Tariq Cohen, but, you know, we have that choice on Taylor Gabriel. I don't know if you saw, but I, I, I made the switch, and I put Cortland Sutton in for Taylor Gabriel. What do you, you know, if you're saying only Tariq Cohen, how do we apply that for our team? I, I took Gabriel out of the lineup and put Sutton in. How do you feel about that? I think I'm okay with that okay. for now. Um, I think we keep looking at it because we don't know if guys like Allen Robinson will be – like, if Allen Robinson is out – yeah. To some extent, that's going to... But Allen Robinson's been out last week, too, you know? True, true. Um, yeah, so I'm okay with that for now. You're very high in Cortland Sutton, and I'm all I, in, because I, I picked up Cortland Sutton everywhere I could get him, too. So yeah. I, I have no criticism of that whatsoever. In this game, in this game, the other thing I'm intrigued by, if you go over on FanDuel, and, and I'm not saying that I think he's going to blow up, right? But... LaShawn McCoy is the 24th most expensive running back, Mike. He's at 6,200. Now, I see a universe there. Like, there could be a universe where the Bills' offense in total gets like 220 yards, but Shady gets 50% of them. Um, do you think he's a value at 6,200 on FanDuel? I mean, they're trying to give him the ball. At right. Every way he's going to get 25 touches. Yeah, but what good is that? I mean, the Bears have a pretty good defense. They do he didn't do anything against the Patriots. They give him the nah, ball as much as they I don't know. Yeah, but he also point eight yards per carry. But he had six catches for eighty two yards in the dump off game. True. So you think that you like him in that in that role, more of the pass catching role? Yeah, I just think like, listen, who else are they going to go to? And in the second half, I think there's going to be you know the same kind of thing. Uh, four or five catches for him, where he then holds the ball out like a loaf of bread and gets eleven yards. Yeah, uh, right now, Daily Roto projections have Tariq Cohen in front of LaShawn McCoy, but um, doesn't necessarily mean that McCoy isn't a good value. Uh, in fact, I'll go to the main slate and see who they like the most. I haven't done all yeah. my homework on DFS. And FanDuel also, though, Tariq Cohen is 7,200. LaShawn McCoy is 6,200. Um, say that one more time. I said you, I, I like Tariq Cohen better also, but Cohen is listed at 7,200 on FanDuel, and Shady is listed at 6,200. I'm just saying because of the value there. He's the 23rd most or 24th most expensive running back. Yeah. Uh, and he's a, he's, a, he's a workhorse. Yeah. The value guys that they like this, I mean, early as always, Chris McCaffrey, uh, down and down and down. Philip Lindsay they like at a pretty good value this week. Carry on Johnson. Uh, even Nick Chubb, but you're right. McCoy's at a pretty good value too, relative to Tariq Cohen, uh, slightly more. So, um, all right, cool. So uh, we, we get a sense of what's going on in that game. Uh, you made your picks already. I'll make my picks in the final segment. We're going about ten minutes longer here before we get to a break, and then we'll do a longer third segment due to that cool. uh, earlier break. So, Bucks Panthers, we got that one. And that is currently six points, I believe, for Carolina favorite with a 55 yep. total. So um, Cam Newton playing a little bit better football. Absolutely. High I actually have Cam Newton in my DFS lineup. 
So there He's my go. DFS quarterback this week at 8,600. I'm attacking the Tampa Bay pass defense. I love the rushing touchdown potential. And you just, you just said that, you, the main point to me. Under North Turner this year, Cam Newton is 66, 67% completion percentage. This is a guy who's usually in the low to mid-50s. That has always been the knock on Cam Newton, his inaccuracy. He's getting the ball out quick and getting it into the hands of Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. I like what they're doing. Um, maybe they'll be some magic on Sunday, but I like Carolina in this one. I even had Carolina as a survivor pick um, in in another pool. Yeah, so <clears throat> that's a good point too. We got to do survivor picks. Uh, I, I was starting to I'm starting to get whittled down on my options, but I, I think I already locked in. I think I told yeah, you the other day I, I didn't yeah, use the bears, the bears, so I'm already yeah, locked in. Why not? I mean, yeah, Scott and I are both on the either same Derek team. Anderson or Nate Peterman. I feel like right. I'm in pretty good shape. <laughs> Yeah, you're okay fading those guys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who are you me and Scott and, on? I'm, surviving. I'm sorry to tell you, though, bro. We're against one of your teams. Why? We're both, we're both going with the Dallas Cowboys against Tennessee on Monday night. Uh, I think you guys are nuts. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out on your pick. So, How about that? Uh, really? You like, you like Tennessee to win outright? It's a I could keep picking run? Tennessee until he – I understand them maybe plus six or six and a half, but you think they win outright? Yeah. Okay. You know, well, Scott, I think Dallas Scott is and good. I, Scott and I don't. <laughs> All right. I don't think Dallas is a good football team. I don't think Tennessee is a good football team either, but I have to keep picking them because it's extremely important to me that they keep winning. I'm good on my Raiders bet. I'm yeah. okay on the Bucks. I'm good on the Lions right now, and I got real problems with Tennessee. I need them to bounce back, <laughs> coming off their bye, and put a hurting on Dak Prescott. This is what I need. Right, so, you know, well, we're all fan, we're all fans here at the end of the day, Dane. Listen, I, I understand. I'm a, I know I'm an analyst, but please, I like money more than I like anything else that we're talking about. All right, so, all right. So uh, you'll take Marcus Mariota. That's right. On the road, yeah, on national right. TV. Mike Vrabel. Right Mike, sure. Mike Vrabel is greater than Jason Garrett. Take that. Sure. So sure. Uh, Chiefs, Chiefs, Browns. This should be fun. Can't wait to see what Greg Williams rolls out this weekend against uh, Pat Mahomes and the boys. So the spread here. Nine-ish? You know what? Uh, yeah, Let's yeah. I, my my stuff might be a day old, so forgive me for that. But let me go yeah. over to FanDuel Sportsbook. I'm on FanDuel can... right now. It is uh, Cleveland home plus eight. And the total is 51 over on the FanDuel Sportsbook. You feel like that spread's a little light? I do. I thought it would have been 10. I thought it was. Yeah. I saw it at nine and a half earlier this week. So that means there's money coming in on Cleveland at home, which, to be quite honest, I don't understand. Listen, uh, you know, maybe more than a touchdown. I understand you want to pay the home dog. Maybe they're all inspired and playing for the new regime. But I'm yeah, more of a wait and people see. Are, it's like an assumption that the anchor is lifted from the offense because Hugh and Todd Haley are out. Todd Haley's not a bad offensive coordinator. Right. It's and, like, where are they going out. to? You know, so I, yeah, I'm Freddie more Kitchens, wait and see with the these offense. guys. Yeah, so what do you think here, though? Like, are you – like, I, you got to start Chubb, I understand. You got to start Landry, I understand. My question is really as it comes to David and Joku, Mike. David and Joku got squadoosh last week, a big fat bagel. Trust me because I was starting them in some leagues, I know. Um, are you okay? You like the matchup against Kansas City if you expect high scoring, but you have no idea what this offensive scheme is going to be, what the play calling is going to be like. You are right. Uh, David Njoku is the fifth-rated tight end, according to FanDuel, wow. on, the, on the main slate, though. So only yeah, I mean, Ertz on a bye, yeah, you know, Ebron right. on a bye. So. That's right. And uh, Gronk is on Sunday. Are they Sunday night again? 
Yeah, Sunday, Sunday night. night. So Bay, they're yeah. not on the main slate. So on the main slate, that's Kelsey, and you got buys, like you said, buys and and higher profile tight ends are um, are on prime time. Slate. So it's Kelsey, Jordan Reed, Greg Olson, yep. Trey Burton, and then David and Joku. I picked up Austin Hooper in a league or two to make sure that I got. Um, I filled in for Zach Ertz and other guys yep. that are on by, so uh, I'm dealing with it. I'm really piecing it together uh, at tight end, and I really do this every year, and when it gets to the bye weeks, I got problems. I'm thrilled to have Austin Hooper, like thrilled, yeah. overjoyed that he was out there on a on a on on one because I've been, I've been riding the Eric Ebron train for weeks, a, a guy that I never would want to draft or own, and he'd just been crushing it while Doyle was out. So anyway. Uh, so there you go. And Joku, I you know I think you start with you start with the level of confidence that you start at any tight end from week to week. Like yeah. I hope he scores. And the Chiefs defense isn't particularly good. So and I they really give up a lot of points to the opposing tight end. So I think you can uh, I think you can start him confidently on the Chiefs side. You know, nothing to say. It, it's almost a boring discussion every week. Just play everybody. Well, the only guy Sammy you ever Watkins. debate are Sammy, Sammy Watkins. Watkins. That's right. 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 So what do we so, take this week? Total is fifty-one in this game. Um, Sammy Watkins. I think it's going to de- be dependent upon your options. Look, he has yeah. a huge game last week, and I think you are feeling just when you thought he was dead and buried. I think you're feeling pretty good about him going forward, at least as a spot starter. I think because we have six teams on by, this is probably a week where people will have to utilize Sammy Watkins. But am I racing to go pick him up to start him against the Browns? I don't know about that. Um, to my point earlier about tight ends, Chiefs are fifth worst uh, in the league to opposing tight ends, and one of those teams is on by in the Bengals. So I think Watkins is a case-by-case scenario. We'd have to compare him, but uh, I think he's a viable option. Whereas a few weeks ago, he didn't look like it. Your team, the New York Jets, yeah, going up against the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, this is a rivalry. This is one for the ages. I mean, it's sure a big is. rival of theirs. It's just it is in recent years. It's not no juice in it whatsoever. But Vegas thinks these teams are about even. Miami, yeah. the three point favorite, forty three and a half. I'm looking at uh, as the total. Is that right? No, it's up to forty four now. I'm saying it's so, up to forty four three point. So here's the questions: Kenny Drake, Isaiah Crowell. Yep. What do you think of either of these guys? Yeah, so uh, interestingly, you would say that. I have Isaiah Crowell in my DFS lineup this week. He's at 5,700 on FanDuel. I like Isaiah Crowell. Listen, this Miami front seven has been giving it up recently. Lamar Miller ran for 130 against them last week. The week before that, Kerryon Johnson ran for over 150 against them. I think this front seven can be had. And when you look at Isaiah Crowell, yes, he ha- he's coming off a bad game. I think he only had 13 yards last week. But he's also capable of 200-yard outings. We've seen him get a franchise record for the New York Jets uh, in that as well. And, and with Bilal Powell going to IR, you know, with the Elijah Maguire, Trenton Cannon, and those guys are PPR, like kind of shifty backs. I can see a universe here. Jets are banged up at wide receiver as well. I can see them trying to ride the Crow Show. I think Crowell is a great value on FanDuel at 5,700 this week. Yeah, I think I'll be playing Isaiah Crowell in the leagues where I have him this week. Uh, I, I think it's, I think he's a, definitely a viable option with all these bye weeks happening. You know, it's just that's the nature of it. When we get to this point of the season, we have this many bye weeks. We're going to start using guys. Uh, Miami, I have Joe Mixon heard, on bye in one league, and I'm putting Crowell in, in my RB2 spot for him. I heard you all talking about uh, 
Devontae Parker and Danny Amendola in the on the previous hour. So you're digging the you're digging Amendola and his mom makes the best meatballs. <laughs> uh, Jakeem Grant actually has a pretty good has a good value discussion has a good value proposition uh, according to the Daily Roto guys this week <laughs> because he's so cheap. Forty seven hundred on FanDuel. You know, if you need a fun play, sure, he's viable, yeah, I guess. Right. I'm not right. I'm not investing much in this offense though. Yeah. Okay. Well, so we'll come back, we'll keep talking about games. Devontae Parker actually projected behind Jakeem Grant here, so that's not hmm. good. I think it's all I've been We'll be right back to talk about more games on this football Friday. We'll do our picks right after the break. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. We're back on FST. Congrats to the thousands of you at a profitable MLB Daily Fantasy season in 2018 using the Daily Roto MLB DFS Optimizer. Now you're halfway through the NFL season, and the NFL Optimizer has already produced millions of winnings for subscribers, including multiple winners in the hundreds of thousands. And it won. NBA is in full swing now, and the NBA lineup optimizer is now available. So subscribers are crushing on a nightly basis there. If you're hooked, you can go to the DailyRoto.com Elite Package. It gives you access year-round to everything. The suite of successful tools and projections that DailyRoto.com subscribers have been using to print money in NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, and PGA Daily Fantasy. When you sign up for that Elite Package, you get the new NFL betting tools that they've rolled out, including the against-the-spread money line, game totals, and player props projections. So head on over to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, and check out what the Elite Package has to offer. If you don't have a problem with winning money year-round, you're going to love it. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. So, as Dane rightfully told me during the break, uh, we end up <laughs> we end up jamming our picks in of uh, the last seven seconds of the Friday show. So we're going to kick it off by doing the picks right now and then get back to breaking down some games. So, uh, survivor picks, we know those. We got um, Cowboys for yeah. you and Scott. Yep. And I'm on the Bears. So you go first on your sure. picks. I also week. think the Panthers are viable, but I ultimately went Dallas because I avoided a uh, division matchup. I think the Panthers are an interesting call, too, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I avoided the division matchup when possible. So one pick that I'll make here. Listen, uh, I've been saying Why are you so of... confident in the Cowboys, by the way? Can we just pause there? I'm, we were joking <laughs> we about can. it in the last segment, but why we are can. you so confident? Because of um, Cooper's there now? I mean, sure, That's that might be one of my three reasons. Uh, one is I like uh, I like them coming off a bye. I like the home team on primetime games. I, I think, and I'm sorry with your team, the Titans. Listen, I wasn't on them going into the season, the Matt LaFleur thing, the Mariota taking a step, all that good stuff. But it's just off. It just looks off, man. Derrick Henry has been dropped and cut in a lot of places. Um, I just don't believe that they have the ammunition. Um I think Zeke is going to be the best player on the field. I think Amari Cooper gets uh, 
less men in the box for Zeke. I think this is like one of your kind of ho-hum, nondescript 21-13 kind of wins. How dare you, Dane Martinez? I'm sorry. How dare he bash my Titans? I'm sorry, right, brother. So, uh, well, I, I uh, <laughs> on the spreadsheet that you are now on, you will see that I picked the Titans to win the AFC South. But you know, I don't have. I'm not yes. invested in them in uh, over under pools like you. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, I, I think they can bounce back here. They are. They've played ugly football, but to their credit. In some instances, they've actually squeaked out some wins that maybe they shouldn't have. Now, I, I concede that they lost to the Bills, and that's brutal. But um, at three, but when and four, they do that, they're, they're at home. It. When they do that, like that big win against Philly, those are at home. They're a better team at home than they are on the road, and they're going to Dallas non-conference road matchup. That scares me. All right, they're a three and four team. I'm not a believer in Dallas either. <laughs> I think half of the team, half of the guys, don't want to be there either. So uh, they like playing for the Cowboys, but Garrett can't. To make a decision at the end of a game to save his life. He just can't right now. So uh, I'll, I'll take Mike Vrabel, who's a more aggressive coach, uh, and they, I say they win a tight one there uh, in Dallas. So, let's so is that to picks. say you're taking the uh, – are the Titans going to be one of your picks, plus five and a half? We shall see, Dane. Probably okay, not, enough. but we shall see. Fair enough. Uh, so, all right, my first pick, my first pick. Um, I've been saying it all week. Listen, the Houston Texans last week on Thursday Night Football – did, like Deshaun Watson did not get sacked, right? So everyone's like, oh, maybe they turned the corner with their offensive line. I don't think that's the case. I think the, I think the man's ribs are still bruised. I think that offensive line is still trash. And I think they step up a little bit going on the road and facing a pass rush of Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. I think it all reverts right back to the fears we had of the Houston Texans offense. Deshaun Watson feeling the pressure. I think Demarius Thomas is a good move, but there's going to take a week to kind of build that chemistry. I think the cornerbacks may have a little bit of an advantage with the familiar Demarius Thomas. I don't think the Broncos are great, but I'll take them at home against an offensive line that I think can be had. Give me, and they're getting a point last I checked, give me the Denver Broncos plus one against the Houston Texans. Interesting. You know, there, there's a bunch of games that I, I actually feel pretty good about, but I'm worried because of, because of the situation that they're in. Like, I'm looking at – I think Seattle can actually get the win here against the Chargers, but mm-hmm. that spread's really tight. I would like them getting a few points. Um, I, I also think Kansas City is a way better team than Cleveland, but this goes against what we talk about with home dogs right. and it being minus eight. Over um, so, yeah. so I'm a little scared there about the Chiefs. But as scared as I am, I think that's going to be my first call of the week. I will take the Chiefs giving up all the points. Uh, I don't know that this coaching change is going to help at all. Uh, I can't guarantee that the offense is going to be any better than it was. when Todd Haley was the most competent, I thought offensive mind in that building and they just let him walk out the door so uh long term it's it's probably the best long term it's it is the best move to clean out but i'm going to take the chiefs i think they're going to uh i think they're going to keep rolling here they're just going to put up enough points that i don't think the browns can stick with them the only the only time that the browns really put up a huge number this year was against oakland so uh, i'll take the chiefs here minus eight even on the road 
Right. You got to figure if the Kansas City Chiefs get to 31 like they usually do, that would necessitate the Browns getting to 23. And I don't know if that's going to happen against any defense. So I, right. I, I hear what you're saying there. I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings this week, Mike. They are minus five against Detroit. I think a couple of things. Listen, I love this best wide receiver tandem in the NFL, Thielen and Diggs. I have Thielen in my DFS rosters this week because you can write him in for 100 yards every single week. But when we look at the Detroit side, okay, uh, they just traded away Golden Tate. Right. And so I understand that they like Kenny Galladay. I understand that it clears the way maybe for even carry on Johnson to do a little bit more in the passing game. And these are things that I like because I have shares of Galladay. I have shares of carry on Johnson, but I think it may take a week. Okay. And also I don't have the exact stats in front of me, but blew it. Matthew Stafford and the Detroit Lions are something of a litmus test. You know, like they can beat bad teams. But it's something like they are something like 1 in 27 under Matthew Stafford um, on the road against an above 500 team. I think the Minnesota Vikings are a good team. I think they get the win. And that number being between a field goal and a touchdown doesn't concern me in no man's land at five. Give me Minnesota minus five against the Detroit Lions and Jim Bob Cooter. Uh, Well, I think the Falcons can go to Washington and get that win. I'm going to lay off of that because Washington has been a pesky team as well. That being said, I think there's a little bit of a battle here as far as points are concerned. So that 48 number is low enough for me to jump on that. So I'll take the Atlanta-Washington over. Uh, Good weather. We're not worried about any kind of rainy situation, 54 degrees. No hurricanes this week. Nope. So I think we can jump on that, and I'll take over 48 in Atlanta in Washington with the Falcons coming to town. All right, I got you for uh, Atlanta, Washington, over 48 and a half. I got you for Kansas City, minus eight at Cleveland. I'm almost I've... more tempted to take that Kansas City, Cleveland over than I am hmm. the minus eight. I'll stick with what I said for now, but I'm going to debate it over the weekend. And I'll do officially change my picks online uh, Fair if enough. I need to. Yeah. Fair enough. I personally would take the, the spread over the total because with this new offense, there's yeah, a chance they lay a complete egg also, right? Yeah. There's yeah. a chance that they, they score. But I mean, they, they were terrible points. against the Steelers, and that was a 33-18 to 18 game. That's right on that number of 51. Yeah. And the Chiefs, you know, you ratchet it up a little bit higher. They don't really take their foot off the gas. That's true. Well, we'll see. If you need to change it, you can. Last one. I'm going to ride with your boys. Uh, blew it up. Give me the Steelers. Give me the Steelers in this one. I, like I think I see that they were at plus three last I checked. It's now two and a yeah. half. That doesn't scare me. I'll take them at two and a half as well. I think they win this game outright. I think uh, Joe Flacco and by association, the Ravens offense is coming back to earth. We're starting to hear whispers of Lamar Jackson even. Lamar could get a couple of series we're hearing. So that helps me with a Pittsburgh pick. I just think that Pittsburgh, their offense is sort of hitting their stride. They've put up big totals the last couple of games. And if they get to 35, I don't see how the Ravens can keep up with them. And the mystique of the Ravens defense being the only one that was stable and solid this year that was shattered last week in Carolina I think things are trending in the right direction for the Steelers give me Pittsburgh plus two and a half in a rivalry game in the AFC North I agree so that was my big debate on my last pick it was them um, or it was New England giving up five and a half Mm. I'm really debating it I hate the fact that it's in the no no the the no fly zone with a five-and-a-half-point right. spread, it means that Vegas and nobody else Doesn't really know. knows, to, knows <laughs> what to do with it. So that maybe has people thinking that Aaron Rodgers is going to stay in this game like he stayed in the game last week. Uh, is he hyper-motivated because of the way they lost last week? It's I don't possible. Know. Would you want to play in New England on a Sunday night? I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't touch that so, game. Um, That's a pass for me because of everything you said. Like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers could have the back door open, but are you but really going to? Here's bet what I really think at home in a road. Here's what I really think right now: the Pats are on a roll. Yep, and I think you need to take advantage of these lower spreads before they mm. start getting adjusted. I understand what the spread was against Buffalo the other night, but come on, that's the Bills. So I think Packers aren't that great. They have an unbelievable player. If he's off that team, what I mean, if he's off that team and you place him with an average quarterback, what do the Packers look like right now? Six Tell and ten. Me. Yeah, that's right. Six and ten, maybe. Maybe could be five and eleven. So sure. I think he makes up. I think he makes up for a lot of holes. They're trading Haha Clinton Dix, and people are like, "Why? He wasn't that great." They got a bunch of rookies playing at corner there. Brady's going to eat those guys alive on Sunday night, and I I do think that I'm going to take advantage of that spread right now, uh, and <clears throat> go and give up the five and a half right now. I really am tempted with the Steelers because I definitely think they're going to win. Um, I, I, sh- I should always back off of that as a Steelers fan, but I do think that <laughs> I'm they'll get to win. You're, you're, I think you stated it pretty well. They're on a little bit of a roll here. Very bumpy first few weeks for them, right, when they were 1-1-1 one, yes. one, and, one and nearly lost that game to the Bucks with Fitzmagic getting back into it. But 4-2-1, and one, a little bit of a revenge on that. Pre- Baltimore took care of business against the Steelers the first time. There was no fluky sure plays or anything like that. They outplayed the Steelers. They beat them up. 26-14. And they yeah, and I think the Steelers are going to come back here and uh, try to get their pound of flesh back and, and mm-hmm. be 5-2-1 and one after the weekend. That would put them in control of the division. I, you know, and, and I've thought all along they would come back. It was scary as a Steelers fan to watch those first few weeks when they just couldn't play defense at all. But it's getting better, and I, I think they get the win here. But uh, my pick officially has to be uh, New England here. I think they moved to 7-2 and two and are taking control. I'm going to try and take control of the AFC. They need the Chiefs, obviously, to drop another one, but they will at some point. So uh, so there you go. That's my picks. I got New England minus 5.5. I have the Atlanta-Washington over 48. And uh, my third one was Kansas was City third? minus 8. There you go. Kansas City minus 8. I forgot yep. to circle it. I'm going Denver at home against Houston. Uh, you, you know, I've seen that from Pickham to one point either way. Uh, Minnesota minus five at home against Detroit. I'm taking the Steelers plus two and a half at Baltimore in that rivalry. Hey, Blue, it. Uh, Scott's going up against you. Uh, he likes Green Bay plus five and a half. So I guess I, uh, I guess you like that even more now because Scott is <laughs> nine and fifteen. Um, so. Scott's taking the Chargers. Seattle over. How do you feel about that one? Seahawks Chargers over 48 and a half. You went Atlanta Washington over 48 and a half. Chargers Seattle at the same number. I like it. You like, I like that it. over? If you, if you tell me to pick that total, I absolutely am going over. As you said, okay. it's it's getting harder and harder to pick unders, but yeah. uh, I do think that's the type of game. I, I actually like Seattle in this one if you're making do you? a pick. Yeah. I'm um, on the other side. I think the Chargers conf- announced themselves. But I'm not confident enough. Um, yeah. I heard an interview with Philip Rivers uh, this week on ESPN, and he really, like, well, you know, he's an excitable guy in general, right? But uh, he seemed to really make the point about how this big road trip when they were at Cleveland, then 
had to go to London, you know, the kind of like team bonding kind of time that they had. And he says he really feels like good things are happening in that locker room. And then they had the bye. He likened the first day of practice this week to the first day of school, coming back and seeing old friends. It sounds like there's some good things happening with the Chargers. And don't forget, I think not this week, but next week comes the return of my man, Joey Bosa. So uh, I think things are trending up in the right direction for the Chargers, who are only one game back of Kansas City. Yeah, I don't think funny. they, they just look toe. They look gross at the beginning of the year, but here they are at 5-2. and two, Their and only losses the are the Chiefs and the Rams. That's right, and it's, it's without Bosa and with right. the defense really playing poorly at the beginning with of the no year. With no Gordon for one game. That's right, I mean, and... It is the team that I think some people anticipated they would be because yes. you know a lot. Of, I saw a lot of people, the eleven and five Chargers winning Speeds that division. Included. Now, uh, obviously, included. obviously, nobody knew the Chiefs were going to be this good. Sure, but uh, yeah, they, they may have it turned around. You, you, you're starting to see it, right? It's yep. it's we're in week nine. You're starting to see some teams separate. There's obviously divisions like the AFC South and the NFC East with a lot, and frankly, mm-hmm. the NFC North with a lot more to be decided. Yep. Uh, that was a bad loss the other day for the Vikings, for them to sort of prove what they were, sure. what they're worth I mean, right now. Now, I, Rivers, I get it's, it's to the, the Saints, but that's a bad one for Minnesota. 4-3-1 mm-hmm. and one on the year. And the, yep. and the Packers look terrible at times, and Minnesota's not even separated from them. Yeah, I think we're going to start to see some of these contenders kind of separate themselves. Yes. I'm on the Chargers big time. Phillip Rivers is actually having his best season of his career. Uh, imagine that. 17 touchdowns, only three picks. That was the thing. Phillip Rivers would throw picks. He's only got three on the season. Uh, don't look now, but I like the Chargers a lot. And I think they're getting hot at the right time. And in the, for me, the NFC version of the same kind of thing is the Carolina Panthers. Uh, like... Watch out for the Panthers, and you know they're a tough team at home. They only have two losses. I really believe. You, what kind of odds you think I could get, Blue? It as a prop builder kind of thing right now. I believe. Let's say I think the Chargers and the Panthers are going to be the five seed, the first wild card in the AFC and the NFC, right? Because the Chargers are good, but the Chiefs are there. The Panthers are good, but the Saints are there. I would bet them right now to win on the road on wild card weekend. Carolina, like at Washington, let's say. The Chargers at Houston, let's say. I would pick both of those teams on the road on wild card weekend. You don't worry about like a, a lack of options uh, in the passing game when it comes down to it. I mean, Chris McCaffrey's been a really huge weapon, and I think – Frankly, not talked about as much. To your point, I think Cam is having a really good season, and Chris McCaffrey and the Panthers in general are kind of, are under the radar. So yeah. uh, this is a big one for them this week, though. It, it, to get to six and two would be yeah. a, a huge effort by them. So yeah, Chargers and Panthers at six and two uh, will be quiet six and twos that need to be considered. Yeah. So I will be on. Sunday, as I always am, on Fantasy Sports Today with Jim Day and Scott Engel, and then on Lineup Lock Live with Corey Parson uh, and Gabe Morency. We may have another guest this weekend, but uh, I'm not sure as of this moment. But it's us three. So be taking through all the lineups, the inactives, uh, the start sits, and all that kind of stuff. So um, please join me there. Uh, and thank you for listening this morning. Dane, one more nugget before we go. Anybody that you really think you need to play in DFS or anywhere else? Yeah, Isaiah Crowell, Cortland Sutton, Kenny Galladay. I'm stacking Cam with Greg Olson, and I'm paying up for the Bears' defense this week. Good stuff. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. On TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, on the Fantasy Sports Radio app. We appreciate it. Enjoy your football weekend. I'll talk to you on Sunday, and Dane and I will talk to you next week. Peace out, everybody.